0: And welcome to Chit and Chat, a podcast all about encouraging others. Who needs encouragement? You? Well, we've got you covered. We reach out to musicians, comedians, and other organizations who are all about encouraging their communities. Help us spread the love by sharing this podcast. And now, here's your host of Chit and Chat, Jody, Jody Shuffield. Welcome back to another episode, and I call it a very unique podcast. Why is it unique, you ask? Well, it's an idea, a concept of a coffee shop that never came to be. Chit and Chat, I had the logos, I had the idea, but you know what? It costs a lot of money to do a coffee shop, and there's tons of coffee shops everywhere. So why not bring Chit and Chat to a podcast to share with you, and we can have coffee, right? So, you know, I want that feel of you come out from work, you throw in your sweats, your raggedy, your grungy, Grateful Dead t-shirt, and just chill. Get your cup of coffee or hot tea or whatever beverage your choice is, a nice cold brew, I guess, and just chill. And, And this podcast is about chitting and chatting with people, and encouraging one another, making encouragement contagious, sharing encouragement with one another. And so I began reaching out to folks all over. In my previous podcast, I've had uh, conversations with CEOs, founders of different organizations, a comedian, a couple of them actually, a mom who wrote a book about her son who passed away at a very young age. And I truly believe everyone has a story. And by no means am I an excellent podcaster. I've been doing this maybe two months. I don't have the fancy microphones. I don't have the cool setup. I'm in my car half the time with my cell phone, but I love encouraging others. Today's guest is one of the premier independent country and rock artists in the PNW, a.k.a. The Pacific Northwest In the four years He has performed over 450 times He has over 8,000 Facebook followers Over 2,000 YouTube subscribers And nearly 600,000 YouTube views I've had the honor to listen to him in person As well as his Facebook concerts He streamed monthly on Facebook Live We'll discuss that On a side note his couch concerts on Facebook Live several times broke Facebook <laughs> with the events exceeding past the four hour cutoff. I could be here for hours telling you about the many accolades, but I'd really dive into some fun conversation and we'll pick his brain on how he got into the, uh, the business of singing, uh, who got him encouraged, who inspired him. And we'll pick his brain, too, on some icebreaker questions. It is my honor and privilege today to have Mr. Joel Gibson on Chit and Chat. Okay, back and relax. This is Chit and Chat. Hello, Joel.
1: Hey, what's happening? man? am you yourself? Same old, same old, man. <laughs> hey, him pretty good? Yeah, I can hear it good, man. It's pretty cool. I've never even heard of this before, so it's cool.
0: Yeah, cool. Yeah, I've been using it for a little while. Uh, uh, It's been in the podcasting, so yeah, I I, want to hook you up with you. So ladies and gentlemen, it is my privilege and honor today to have on uh, Joel Gibson Jr. I did a big spiel for you introduction-wise. I recorded earlier so uh, about all your accolades, and so we'll, we'll be putting this right before this starts. So thanks for joining me today. Appreciate it.
1: Absolutely, thanks for having me, man. This is cool. I
0: know, you, I know you're very busy, <laughs> full time, <laughs> full time gig, and full time singing.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's been wild, man. Like I said, we haven't had a chance to breathe in going on five years. It's been insane.
0: I got a few icebreaker questions for you. Pick your brain before we get going. Absolutely. If you can do a trio concert with yourself and two other mu- musicians, past or present. At the say, we'll pick the Grand Ole Opry. Who are you picking and why?
1: Ooh, that's a good one, man. I mean, (laughs) right off the gate, I got to say Eric Church. That's a no brainer with me. Um, And that's regardless of when he's from. Um, I would say Eric Church, Merle Haggard, and Kit Moore.
0: Okay. Uh, Yeah, I've been, I've kind of loved Eric Church's music, man. I've just got to follow along. I think I like, I met you and I'm like, Who's Eric Church? And I'm like, oh, he's got some pretty good songs. I, mean, you, I hear your renditions, and I'm like, I love his music.
1: Yeah, me too. I'm a big, big fan. Always have been since day one with him. But yeah, big fan of music in general.
0: Uh, where the three top locations or places you love to perform at you never have yet?
1: Ooh, that never have yet. I'm, yep. I, you know, I can't help but shoot for the stars on this one, man. I, I've always said the Gorge, uh, yep. Red Rocks over in Colorado, um, and definitely I'd have to say the Ryman, the Opry.
0: Okay. And if you weren't a musician, uh, what would you, your other profession be if you weren't singing?
1: <laughs> if I wasn't singing besides my day job, which is not something I, you know, grew up wanting to be. Uh, <laughs> That's stuff, man, I, you know, I went – I'd have to say – since now I'm going to sit here and actually really think about it, I would say I'd probably be in the police department, sheriff's department. I mean, oh, really mainly awesome. because I started in the cadet program here in Kitsap County Sheriff's Cadets when I was in high school. and You know, that's what I thought I wanted to do, and it just didn't, you know, didn't pan out, you know. Hey, got
0: had all the for you. <laughs> yep. Uh, who's been one of your biggest inspirations in your life and why? Throughout your career – uh, beginning out in know, to where you're at right now.
1: I would definitely say my wife Brittany is my biggest inspiration, mainly because she's just believed in me, not just as a husband and a father to our son, but just really encouraged me to get out here and do this music thing. I mean, I definitely wouldn't have done it without her push. Without her push, I'd have just still be sitting here talking about it. You know, probably right. not to you, but <laughs> right,
0: right, gonna, right. I want
1: to do that someday. So definitely her uh, lifelong. I'd be my grandma who passed away in 2008 uh, that okay. I wrote up in heaven about. You know, she always just believed in me, no matter what I did. I couldn't I couldn't do anything wrong. <laughs>
0: and you, you wrote a song about her too, right? Yep,
1: yeah. it's called uh, "Up in Heaven" it's off our first uh, acoustic EP. Uh,
0: and uh, last question: uh, what, What's your lifelong dream? Uh, you, your singing career, or or you know as a dad or a father, I guess.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's um. I would say it's multifaceted, but I would say definitely I'd I'd love to be doing music in some capacity full time, you know, sustaining and be able to do that, whether it be being just a songwriter or being the one out there performing or combination of both, you know, and have my family with me the whole step of the way, you know.
0: For some of those that that are listening to us now, can you give, give me a brief bio of who Joel Gibson Jr. is?
1: Yeah, so I'm a, I am was born in Tacoma, Washington, in Madigan Army Hospital. Both my parents uh, served in the Army. Uh, they got divorced when I was around two. Uh, so I spent my time primarily right here in Kitsap County throughout the year. And then on the summers, I'd go visit my mom, you know, like a lot of, you know, kids in those situations. I'd go down to California for a couple of years. But past that, I spent my summers in the Outer Banks in North Carolina, uh, where she currently is. And that side of my family, her side is over there as well which will be going in July to play some shows over there as well uh, looking oh, forward to that' cool. it's nice. been a minute since we've been over there let alone seeing my family so it'd be cool to kind of double dip and you know they haven't get to, they haven't gotten to see me play since I've been doing this in this capacity so it's should be pretty fun but
0: uh, yeah, it' should be, a, it'd be an awesome trip I think
1: yeah and then after uh, beyond that you know I got my I've always been a loving music but I got my first guitar when I was 17 from a guy named Don golden uh, he taught me how to play and uh in a limited capacity i would say he was a phenomenal guitar player but i just you know i can read music but not to the point i could be in an orchestra so uh it really lit that fire and i started kind of playing and i really only wanted to play and sing at the same time i had no interest in just being a guitar player Um, that's why i always say i'm a singer that plays guitar because most people see that there is a difference you know that you know, there's a lot of phenomenal guitar players that can't sing, and vice versa. You know, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm kind of I kind of ride that line really tightly as far as <laughs> you know. I play just enough to get me by, you know, and to write music, and that's really what I've always wanted to do. And so I started write music, and um, you know, playing naturally around my friends and family once I got comfortable, which took a very long time, and then you know, camping and gatherings and such with friends and family. Um, but then about ten years in, being with my wife Brittany. Uh, they had a conversation, her and her friend one night I had been posting videos on YouTube, you know, around 2014 or so, which was scary as hell, uh, <laughs> for lack of better term, like what, you know, they can be pretty cruel, you know, as far as feedback. So I didn't know, I didn't have a yeah, confidence yeah. of what that was going to look like. And we were really blessed right out the gate to get a lot of good feedback. And to this day, the main one that we put out was night moves by Bob Seeger, which is still the second most viewed, uh, that song on youtube which is crazy um <laughs> but that was their catalyst and, she, and basically she kind of had me in the you know put up or shut up you know let's do this and mm-hmm. from there just by attrition she got me a gig and uh all our friends <laughs> and co-workers and it came out they're like holy crap joel's going out to sing in, in public and <laughs> <laughs> and it was at the best western uh in silverdale at the hotel down in the, the teeny lounge down there and just it was amazing. And it was from that point on, it was, we have not slowed down and I, I can't, you know, if you talk about when you got hooked on something, it, it wasn't just the feedback it was like, it was more or less like, I can do this. I think, you know, I, right. I don't yeah. know what I'm doing, but I know I can <laughs> do this, you know,
0: <laughs> the bicycles going down the Hill. I don't know how yep. I'm getting there, but we're moving.
1: Yep. Uh, um, what is the, Yeah, it's crazy.
0: So Brittany was kind of your mentor kind of uh, as you started your singing career. Uh, Keep it going. Don't give up. Don't quit.
1: Oh, big time! And it, the feedback, like I said, I it's community. It, the community here is crazy, just on a lot of levels. But definitely, our fan base that we've grown organically from literally the ground up uh, has been very encouraging, uh, helping us get the word out there. You know, social media is a is necessary, as we all know. You know, streaming and this that it reach, helps you reach a wider audience. But right out the gate, people are asking for CDs. You know, and there was. <laughs> The younger crowd younger than me really looking at like cds like people just stream stuff and i was <laughs> like i'm out here people want like something physical to take from the show and i'm here playing covers and what it turned into is people want to hear my original music you know so it forced us into the studio you know
0: do you remember your first song you ever sang or you, you performed where you performed that
1: uh first song is in like since i've been doing this yeah or just in general okay Cause I can remember both really. Oh, right. One of them's because I was Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, this one, I think, when we we're at the martini lounge, I did night moves, you know, because that's what was in my comfort zone at the time. And I was playing with another uh, guy named Greg Leslie that was down there that Brittany got us invited down to go kind of sit in and play. And then we ended up playing uh, Merle Haggard's song called The Way I Am, uh, which he had heard a cover on my YouTube channel of it. Mm-hmm. So we did those. Um, but prior to that, and my mom tells a story about me in Manchester State Park when I was about three. And at the time, born in the USA, it was brand new. And uh, and she was also a big John Mellencamp fan, you know, and I still am a big fan of both of them. Uh, mm-hmm. Huge inspirations from even the singer-songwriter level. And uh, I was singer born in the USA in uh, pink houses. And so I still, every now and then, do like a little mashup of both those songs. <laughs>
0: You've written a good number of songs, haven't you? How many songs have you written? You, off the top of your
1: head. Ooh, I don't know. I'd probably <laughs> say completed fully. I don't know. I probably, <laughs> you know, probably, we're probably pushing. Around, I don't know, around seventy or so. You know, it's not super prolific, but um, I'm always writing. You know, and I have ideas that go down. And I'm speaking of Bruce Springsteen, and James Taylor. If you, as a songwriter, they always say, you know. If it doesn't, I always like that philosophy. If it doesn't come back to you, you know, if you don't write it down and it doesn't come back to you the next day, then it's not worth really putting down on paper. Right. And so, you know, one of my original songs called the gift is one of those songs like that. It, I wrote it before our son was born and right before he turned 11, I wrote the third verse to it, you know, but I knew it wasn't done when I wrote it, you know, mm-hmm. but it came to me how fast he was growing and that's how that third verse came about. And that's why we put it on our, our first album.
0: Was that your first song you wrote or was there another song that you, you your very first song that you
1: Uh, wrote? First one I wrote uh, with my guitar, I would say, you know, which I still call my first official song I wrote is called Angel Beside You, um, which we haven't recorded. um, But I wrote it about my uncle who passed away in 1990 as my dad's brother. Uh, But it was like a lot of deaths in the family. You know, it was very devastating because it was, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, unfortunate you know drunk driving accident and it was local mm-hmm. here in kitsap and he was well known so oh wow um it was so something it, songs, go ahead yeah go for
0: it a lot of your songs are life experiences or just kind of uh just top of your head
1: everything comes to me i like to say not everything but naturally i like stuff that comes organically to me sometimes it's the melody first sometimes it's a concept uh Brittany's really good at giving me i like to say one word ideas, t- song titles, or she comes at with, you know, like a opening line of a chorus. And then we build the song around that. So a lot of times she does help me write it, uh, if anything from a very honest feedback perspective, because sometimes I'll write something and I think it's pretty solid. And then she goes, Yeah, that needs work or not even close or let's <laughs> fix this, you know? So, <laughs> you know, there's no, there's no ego stroking in this house. It's, you know, we want to put out the best music that we can.
0: Right. Do you have one favorite song you like? That's the song I just love. (laughs) Oh, like picking your kids, huh? (laughs) Yeah.
1: And it's hard. It's hard not, you know, definitely it's hard not to say the gift because that's the one I wrote for our son, you know. Mm -hmm. But um, I would say that probably the most organic one that came out was a song called Learn off our first full band album, the Joel Gibson Jr. album. And uh, that was another one where Brittany. Yeah, we call it the NyQuil song because she you know, if anybody's had a fair amount of NyQuil before they went to bed, you get weird ass dreams. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and she woke up, you know, and, and I was at work, I believe. And I came home. She Or I didn't even come home. She called me in the middle. Yeah, she wasn't even quite <laughs> awake yet. It was somewhat comical looking back on it. But she's like, I just have this thing and you're, you know, you're at Wild Waves and you're singing the song and you did something and I got pissed and I walked away. <laughs> but then you started singing this song. And she gave me the melody even it was just like learn like do this thing and that's all she gave me mm-hmm. and for whatever reason at the time she was working back shift and i got home and she, you know we crossed paths and she went to work and for whatever reason that song just stuck and i wrote it you know and all <laughs> the while i'm thinking like why the hell was i playing a music show at wild waves i've never seen <laughs> this but you know putting that out of my mind i finished the song and when she came home that that same night i was already up i stayed up late and i started i didn't even tell her i wrote it i just started playing it in the kitchen And she started crying. Like she looked over, she's like, "That's the damn song. Like that is the song." And I did. It was one of those rare occasions where I didn't really have to change anything. It was, it was good as is, you know. And I would say that one's one of my favorites for sure, if not my favorite outside of the gift, because it's probably a pretty even tie just because of my emotional connection to Mm -hmm. the gift. But this one was so natural right out the gate.
0: Uh, I actually take it at Wild Waves too. Actually, it was a karaoke thing they had going on. And my sister in law <laughs> dared me to do it. So, yeah, I still had a, I'm from Marcus, I had a twang still. So I sang the dance and uh, I think I nailed it. You know, I was like, I don't know how I did it, but I did it. But it was like, that was kind of cool.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. That's one of my favorite Garth songs too. It's cool.
0: Uh, have you performed you all over the PNW for those listening to Pacific Northwest. Uh, is there a specific place you sit back and go, dang, I can't believe I sang there?
1: Oh, for sure. I mean, there's still places I want to play, you know, the and pipe dreams or, you know, long-term goals kind of thing. But, mm-hmm. you know, my biggest, my, everything's come in steps, I would say, or in waves, however you want to classify it. But, you know, right out the gate, I was like, man, if I can ever play Wailing Days, which is our festival here in Silverdale mm-hmm. that I went to my whole life, you know, since I can remember every year, you know, going to the parade, going to see the fireworks, going to see <laughs> live music, yep. it's like man, if I can just be on that stage at this stage, you know, what I mean like at this infancy piece, you know, that's my that's my goal. And then we got there. And it's like, okay, what's next? And we wanted right. to do something bigger. You know. Um most recently I'll say, I guess as an example, uh playing at the Hard Rock in Seattle was big. Oh I mean, wow. I thought, I thought that was it. And, you know, because you hmm? Yeah, we play, played with a guy named Dylan Jacobson who's now down in Nashville, but he's also from the PNW and just phenomenal guy. And had us out there and uh that was pretty incredible to know that, you know, so many iconic people have been through that venue yeah. and were played that's on that cool. stage, you know? that's that um, awesome. Yeah. But we played a, a couple weeks ago. Local Billy's is our one that's uh, up in Stanwood up in Washington. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even know going there, but the gal that booked us had pulled Brittany aside and shown her the pictures of people that played there. And this is like a pretty legit, you know, country, country bar, like your old school line dancing. People go there to line dance and, listen to country music period. Mm-hmm. And uh, Eric Church had played on that stage, you know, I <laughs> can't remember what year, but like 08 09. And she had a picture of him and I was like, well, we're done here. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so far that's the Mecca, you know, naturally, like I, you know, there's other venues I would, I'd love to play and I can't wait to hopefully get those opportunities to get there and put the work in to get there. But that was a big one for me just because of where he sits in my, you know, who I look up to and right. the path that he taken.
0: You know. I know you had, uh, had conversations before. I met you at the diner a few times that you sang at. And you, you sang with some big big names. You opened for some concerts for some big names. I know Eric Church was one of them. Is that the biggest name you opened with before or somebody else?
1: No, we didn't. We've been to his concert a lot of times. Okay. Got you, got uh, I got would you. say not, not so much open for, for him. We haven't opened for I wouldn't say anybody significant, you know, like, yeah, I would say Paul Overstreet. Uh, if oh, you guys wow. are thinking. Country yeah. Music Fans, he was big. You you probably know heard him. Oh yeah. Uh, but he's written, I think he's got four Grammys, you know, 30 plus number ones. Yeah. Allie Colleen, which is Garth Brooks's daughter. Uh, we did a show with her. Uh ironically, both of those were different times, but they're both up at Bertelson Winery up in Mount Vernon, Washington. Mm. Uh but Paul Overstreet was huge for me. And he was just the nicest guy. We had to hang out with him. And, you know, me being me, I'm I'm riding that line of being a professional. <laughs> artist and then being a huge fan you know because i was like can we do do daddy's coming around to mama's way of thinking like can we we play this stuff and you know about i knew i couldn't really go there um but i just had thousands of questions for him but um he was just so kind and just and we got good feedback from him so that's awesome you know same with ali colleen she was super cool and it was the first time up in the pacific northwest and we were able to play you know open for essentially and then britney ran the sound and (laughs) it was a Quite the eventful day. It was good.
0: Yeah, I'm a big '80s country. I love Aaron Tippin and and uh, Clint yeah. Black and you know all the uh, same Kershaw. You know those guys. I love those, those '80s '80s country stars back in the days.
1: Yeah, I like to I like to say that that was the the golden era. That's when you could turn on the radio station and know you were listening to a country station. You know, yep. so that's the stuff I like.
0: <laughs> and you got a new album out, correct?
1: Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. It came out June June of last year. Okay. Small town truth
0: is your th- third one, correct?
1: Yeah, it's our third one, second full band. But you know, counting our you know, solo acoustic album, that's our I'd say our I guess they classify it as our sophomore album. Since
0: what's it like writing an album? Does it take a lot of time and effort and you know, just a lot of brain power?
1: <laughs> yeah, I think it's collectively this one was unique, you know, because naturally we you know, we had songs in the bank and then we had stuff that we knew we wanted, you know, we were still writing, doing stuff and doing all this during a pandemic was pretty wild, you know, and just all the logistics that go into it, you know, Mm -hmm. not just the writing, uh, it's really getting the, getting the band together, knowing that we wanted to get our same similar musicians into the studio, finding a studio that would take the full band under COVID restrictions and record the album was another hurdle that was crazy that obviously nobody really expected. Mm -hmm. Um, but we knew we wanted to get new music out. Uh, we were really anxious, you know. Naturally, like a lot of people thought, it would the pandemic would end sooner, you know. So <laughs> we wanted yeah. to be ready. You know, we wanted to be ready, and everything lined up perfectly. Brittany put a lot of work in uh, getting everything set up, and the band coming over here and doing rehearsals, uh, making sure the arrangements were how we wanted. So when we went in the studio, everything would come out somewhat flawlessly or mm-hmm. as, as smooth as possible. And that's really what happened. Um, we went to Robert Lang studios over in shoreline, uh, which is a really iconic recording studio in the Seattle area. Uh, a lot of people have been there. And again, kind of like where I go on certain stages or different areas, it was really intimidating, you know, knowing, uh, all the plaques on the walls and stuff, you know, uh, if you're a local person, a uh, presidents of the United States of America sang lump and kitty in these songs, uh, Dave Matthews band heart, uh, Nirvana. Uh, Peter Frampton was just there a few weeks before we were there, you know, so it was in- pretty incredible. And then they had to go one step further. And when they're setting up my, my vocal mic that I used, which was, a U uh, 47 Newman, a really nice old school mic. Uh, he's like, you know, no pressure, but this is the one Kurt Cobain cut vocals on. So <laughs> you know, best, best of luck to you. And so to, to say we felt out of place, but still felt like we belong, you know, is probably a pretty accurate statement it was like it was really intimidating boy but,
0: in, the, in a city town
1: <laughs> yeah and then but we but it was really inspiring at the same time right it was like wow like we're here like what did we do to get here you know my right. paying to go but like it was like it was a really good confidence booster and you know we really hope we put out hope people and the feedback we're getting is good but really hope we put out a good album you know good body music that people like
0: I, I, I met your wife, and she's a pretty amazing manager as well, isn't she? I mean, she keeps you in, in check, doesn't she?
1: Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, you know, and I I realistically, and in, in all honesty, I couldn't do it without her at all. And that's not just saying it to say it, you know, it's not because she's my wife too, right. It's, it's she does so much behind the scenes to make everything smooth, not just for me, but for the band, uh, for the venues, you know, when she's working with other booking agents you know other people she's getting information out there you know managing the social medias the website the online store our online store does really well you know so all those logistics you know the post office runs the bank runs all these things you know it's mm-hmm. it's a lot you know and i'm at work all day and then i get off work and then i'm in music mode
0: right you know uh, so can you tell me about you, you do your own kind of uh concert and you have your your band? Can you tell us about the band and what you you would you guys do as well.
1: So we still, do, yeah. So I still do solo stuff uh, a lot. Um, and then we have our band, but I think what's unique about our brand, and by brand, I mean just Joe Gibson Jr. Music, because we're we do run this like a business, it's an LLC. Mm-hmm. Um, we do something I feel is a lot different from most other artists. I can't say everyone, but most that we do solo, I could do duo. Trio or we do the full band. So sometimes I'll bring my guitar player with me or my cajon player and you know, my drummer, but on a cajon, which is the box that you slap on. Um, and we'll do a trio or a duo, you know, and we're able to tailor and cater to different events, different venues, you know, based on their size or crowd, you know, acoustics, whatever that may be. And that's really what's helped us grow too, is just a the higher guns, correct? uh they were originally out the gate okay, okay. yeah so probably a good segue so no now it's just joel Gibson <laughs> jr uh okay that's why when we advertise the band if it's a band show it's gonna be a band picture <laughs> okay. um but really what that started was was because it was the first time i ever had a band and i had to build a band from scratch and i didn't know anybody so i you know through attrition and contacts uh, found different musical players to build this band and But I was still doing primarily solo stuff because people either, A, didn't know I have a band, or most importantly, B, I didn't know how to play with a band right. <laughs> yet. So it was something I had to learn, you know, and really do rehearsals and kind of figure out what our set list was going to be, you know, and how to really get out there and do that. So it was like shifting gears.
0: And hey, You did something unique here in the Kidslip County. Uh, this is a kind of two-part question. You yep. said about the tailgate tours and the couch concerts, which I followed on Facebook a, a lot, uh, mm-hmm. and I'm you know, doing through requests occasionally uh, while I was cooking dinner for the kids. yeah, Tell us about the tailgate tours and the couch concerts. How, how the concept can, came to be?
1: Uh, right out the gate, uh, the tailgate tour, the couch concert, and the Anchors Down, which is the waterborne version of the tailgate tour, were all Brittany, all my wife. Um, those are all her ideas. I can't even remotely stake claim to even a piece of it. Um, <laughs> and it was born off of us doing the couch concert. Really? Uh, that, that's how the tailgate tour started. It was, it was mental health awareness was a big thing, which is something we really support because of COVID, you know, yeah. amplified that. And we saw a lot of people just like, I need to be out. I need to be around people. Like I, as a human, I need to gather. Mm-hmm. you know yep. and i understand it's serious and it's, this is not political it's just you know people are missing it very quickly <laughs> i would say uh, maybe i could be generous and say a month you know but you're looking at a few months and, and people can't go to the bar or they can't go watch live entertainment on whatever level yeah. um, i it, really, it was truly affecting people and it, you know statistically it was <laughs> and we're like how do we do this and Brittany saw so this is how the tailgate to started. Brittany saw an online thing on facebook or something maybe instagram of a photographer going around to people's houses and taking socially distanced photos of them like on their porch Mm -hmm. and she was like how do we do this like maybe we can bring our truck and bring our sound equipment and a cooler and our merch and a tip jar and they can just chuck us an extension cord or whatever they're comfortable (laughs) with and they can plug in and i'll just we'll play a concert for like an hour maybe two hours you know And i was like that's crazy nobody's gonna want to do that and so we put it out there and we put out, I think, 16 of them. I think originally, like, oh, let's see if we can even remotely close get 16 people that aren't scared to have somebody over right. <laughs> at their house or on their property, <laughs> you know, and it was gone. And I'm talking lightning fast. That's and, we're like, awesome. oh, shit. and so we did 16 of them in four days. Wow. And by the end of that original 2020 tailgate tour, we did 60. And that was all around the county and a couple of them. I think we did one in Pierce County too and like Fox Island and such up there. Um, and muckle teo you know and it was insane and the same with the couch concert that started at the beginning of the count, at the beginning of the pandemic where i just wanted i gotta sing i gotta play to somebody somehow but i grew i think with everybody else that you were just stuck you were quarantined Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know nowhere to go like i'll just sit here and watch my phone or you know stream it through my tv it's like well (laughs) i don't know what this looks like i don't know what virtual tip jars are but we'll figure it out you know and that just kind of grew. But the great thing about not only the tailgate tour and the couch concert, to your point is we reached people that we would never probably reach yeah, in any other venue. And we got that feedback verbatim. Like I had no idea who you were. And now, you know, this, the segue from the couch concert, and tailgate tour, and the word of mouth has been insane with us specifically. It's people sharing stuff on social media, you know, their, their friends and their family come to town. They're like, Hey, we got to go see Joel you're gonna like them and they're like i hate country music they're like you're gonna like them just trust yep. me you know and that's still our biggest feedback
0: and you're not just country you sing i've seen you several times i've watched you several times you cover i think anything someone throws at you you're like i'll go to try sure i don't you're not scared of nothing it seems like
1: <laughs> no there's there's not a lot of soft limits on our set list you know especially when I'm solo because naturally the band's a little different scenario because they are mm-hmm. they may or may not know it or they're not comfortable playing something they haven't played before but um, I'm even getting they're coming around to that too <laughs>
0: yeah. I saw Britney as well singing with you or doing a few songs as well
1: yes that takes that takes a little bit of a whole lot of encouragement and, and maybe some liquid courage too to be truthful <laughs> yeah can you, you know, tell us the, about your
0: website and uh, how people can people follow you and, you know, find some concerts and can hook up with you?
1: Yeah, so we're on most social media, Facebook, Instagram, all that's Joel Gibson, Jr. Uh, Spotify, all the the major streaming services are all Joel Gibson, Jr., Spotify, Pandora, uh, Amazon Prime. We're on. We just started the TikTok journey. Uh, don't laugh at us yet. We're figuring that out, too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And, I follow
0: uh, you. I follow you. You're good.
1: Yeah. And the web, <laughs> website website is at uh, joegibsonjrmusic.com, and that's where we keep our event calendar on there, as well as on Facebook. And then monthly, we put out just a specific post that we typically pin for a, a certain amount of time at the top that shows that our what our dates are for that month. You know, so we so, try and yeah, couch concert. Uh, we got one coming up March 16th, couch concert live on Facebook. So next week prior to that that's a big one tailgate tour dates if you're local tailgate tour dates are dropping on the 15th next week uh, if you get on our facebook instagram we got the dates on there of what's going to be available and that's all booked through uh, messenger or email reaching out to us specifically
0: and then you got hats you got CDs you got shirts all kinds yep. of apparel
1: yep. yeah yeah online stickers. stores is pretty i would say fairly robust for uh, you know a low level local musician you know i mean we got all koozies and stickers and hats and shirts and you know promoting our music any way we can yeah we our new albums on vinyl 12 inch vinyl if you're got a record player (laughs) so
0: So, you know i've i've just talked to you about everything i think and my podcast is about encouraging people if there's Mm -hmm. someone out there saying it's kind of dabbing in the foot in the music industry kind of uh, playing the guitar a little bit not sure about what they want to do could just Share some encouragement for someone kind of dabbling and going, I'm not sure if I could do this. You know, I'm scared to talk sing in front of people. What would you say to someone who's kind of in that area?
1: I would say um, with us, you know, the open mics. I guess my very first step would be go see how you feel from a confidence level at an open mic night. If even go start watching it, you know, go as a, as a patron. Go watch other people play, you know, and see what they do and see how uncomfortable they are. In some cases, in a lot of cases, and build your confidence. And then when you're ready, you know, sign up, put your name on that sheet and go up there and play a song or two or three, you know, depending what their setup is. Sometimes they do 15 minutes, sometimes it's three songs. And uh, I would say that's definitely where to start and then get the feedback from there. Because to me, everything is about building the confidence level right. to go do it.
0: You don't know to even try.
1: You know? No, because mine admittedly took a very long time. <laughs> You know, when I got my first guitar when I was 17 and I didn't start playing until my after my mid (laughs) 20s, way after that, (laughs) you know, like I said, I've been doing this four years and I'll be I'll be 40 in November. So
0: 40. Wow.
1: Yeah. So, like I said, (laughs) you can do the long run like me or you can go out there and just, you know, break that cycle and just, you know. Go learn, you know, really absorb it and talk to people. Network is a big thing, too. And and ask yeah. questions. I'm always here to Lucky ask questions.
0: Try. Yep. I yep. agree with you 100%. You know, I've always been a big fan of yours, and I wish you and your family nothing but success with all you do. And I just, you know, when you make it big time, don't forget <laughs> the little people.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I hear that all the time, but I ain't forgetting nobody, man. Uh, I do meet a lot of people, but I I love the Northwest, man. That's This is my home. And, I, I and wish you the
0: best in everything you do. I've always enjoyed seeing you but, and meeting you. you are. A few times at the uh, torpedo Town Diner when it was around and uh, just hard getting around to see you. But I definitely will plan on um, hooking up with you sometime. And thank you. And I love how you had the, your boss in the behind you, your scenes helping you out there answer your question. That was awesome, too, by the way.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes <laughs> I, I get too long winded or I get off on a tangent on something. But uh, on that note, though, real quick, man, if I can say something real quick. Sure. Um, I really wanted to make it a point to say thank you to you, Jody and uh and of the torpedo town diner uh so many venues really took a chance on us and still continue to take a chance on us but thank you for allowing us to come in there because i still talk about the torpedo town and their acoustics and your staff and just the memories that i have there so oh, thank they, you for believing great. in us and giving yeah. me this opportunity to be on your podcast
0: i, I love being a roadie for you when you came in that was always fun <laughs> yeah <laughs> thank you very much it's been an honor, privilege, and. Uh, Anytime you want to come back on, share a song, whatever you want to do, I'd love to have you on. And in my podcast is about encouraging people any way I can. If it's just to talk to somebody and very you know, having some tough times. I've had uh, some, a lot of people on here last few weeks. I had a, a mom who wrote a book about her son who passed away, a good friend of mine. So I just want to encourage people to get out and you know listen to you, check your music out, buy some apparel. Joel Gibson, Jr., Thank you very much, sir. Appreciate it.
1: Thanks, Jody. I appreciate you, man. Take care of yourself. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much for joining us today as we had a great interview and phone conversation with Joel. Gibson Jr. as he picked his brain about his music and what kind of got him going in the music field, and and, uh, it was just fun catching up with Joel Gibson Jr. Um, Also, check out his website, joelgibsonjrmusic.com for all his events, apparel you can purchase as well, and I hope you can continue to follow Chit and Chat and spread it with others as we share encouragement with others and reach out to anyone we can. This is Chit and Chat. This episode of Chit and Chat was brought to you by Veteran Roasters Coffee. Each purchase of Veteran Roasters Coffee helps employ one of tens of thousands of U.S. military veterans who have found hardship and difficulty upon transitioning home from service. They promise you the best beans from the best veteran-owned coffee company. Veterans helping veterans one cup at a time. Use the code CHITCHAT25 to receive 25% off your purchase at VeteranRoasters.com.